Hey, I've got some exciting news for you. For nearly a decade, the Social Media Marketing Society has been helping marketers like you to keep up with the changing times. This is our private community just for marketers, and the doors are open right now. When you join, you get access to ongoing training and become part of a welcoming community of marketers who are just like you. Learn more at smmarketingsociety.com. Again, smmarketingsociety.com. Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Talk Show, your guide to the ever-changing world of social media. All right, on today's show, we're going to explore updates to YouTube shorts that make them easier to be found and some updates around monetizing them. Also, new ways to learn more about our existing audiences on YouTube and a major update for going live on YouTube, which everybody at Social Media Examiner is literally thrilled about. And we'll talk more about all of that coming up on the show. My name is Jerry Potter. Yes, it rhymes with the boy wizard. I'm host of the Social Media Marketing Talk Show, a production from Social Media Examiner, where we break down the latest social media news and what it means for marketers like you. I was recently at Social Media Marketing World, and I had a chance to connect with some of our best customers. A lot of them listen to our podcast, just like you do. Not everyone knows what I'm about to share with you. We do something special here at Social Media Examiner. The best of the best of the guests that you hear on the Social Media Marketing Podcast not only teach at our conference, but they're also part of our secret society called the Social Media Marketing Society. Each month, our top-tier guests who have been on my show are invited to train inside our society for an exclusive group of marketers who are just like you. The training is designed to help you go from being a passive consumer of content to a marketer who is in active learning mode. So if you're ready to make real progress with your marketing, you're a perfect fit for the Social Media Marketing Society. Join us by visiting smmarketingsociety.com. We've got a really big sale that is ending very soon, so don't delay. Again, visit smmarketingsociety.com and join today. Today, I'm joined by Diana Gladney, a YouTube expert and consultant. Her YouTube channel is designed to help entrepreneurs simplify the video creation process, and she's host of the Video Simplified podcast. Welcome to the show, Diana. Always a pleasure to be here with you. How are you doing today? Good. So a lot of updates to talk about since we last talked about YouTube. And so let's start with some of these updates with shorts, the way they're organized and the way that they can be found. Tell us about some of these new tools that we're getting. Yeah, for sure. So Shorts has made a lot of headway over the last several months, and most people will start to see these roll out as some of these are in beta. But we're able to now see that more Shorts are coming up in the Shorts filter or you're getting those videos segmented out. So we have a couple different content types on YouTube. You have your live video. You'll see that vernacular now shared around about VODs or videos on demand. You have that. VODs. Yep, you have that. And then you have your Shorts content. Well, it kind of hurts people's viewing experience or being able to find those regular videos when they can't segment out your regular stuff from your shorts content, whichever they're preferring to find and see. And so now they're able to see that and get that information. And that stuff should be coming out, but some of it's still in beta. Yeah. And it's going to be interesting because it's affecting search. There's going to be potentially tabs for shorts now on our YouTube profiles or when somebody visits the channel, which is nice because so often you know, if somebody's cranking out a ton of shorts, well, then maybe your weekly 
vod or longs or pants, as we've been calling them, <laughs> get shoved way down. So it'll be nice, I think, to have a little bit more organization with that. And then also they've added another feature, which has been, I use this on Instagram all the time. It's been on TikTok for a while, but basically the ability to take your shorts and then turn them into more shorts by interacting with the audience. Is that a good way to describe it? Yeah, it's a perfect way to describe it. And honestly, it takes away some of the stress and hassle of always trying to think of new ways to create content, especially leveraging shorts. So if you make a shorts video, you won't see this or be able to reply to other people's comments on other people's videos. They would have to be responding to something that's your own content. So whether that's a short or something like that, similar to what you've seen on Instagram or TikTok, you can now start to hit that reply button and you'll see instead of just the send, you have a shorts option where in 15 second increments or in 60 second increments, you can start to share a response. Now, the way that this graphic is set up, if you're seeing this and you have access to it, which you should for most marketers, it's only half of that circle filled all the way up where that suggests to me that we might be getting 90 seconds, even more coming down the pipeline. But again, that's mm. just my guesstimation, but that's what it's looking like or alluding to. But right now it's 15 or 60 seconds. To be honest with you, like I'm excited about this, but my dream is going to be if they actually let us reply to the long videos or the VODs with a short. I get too many questions and comments to keep up with them all, and it would be amazing to be able to you know, turn that into a piece of content. I hope so. Yeah, we'll watch for that. Another update with shorts is now if you are on an iPhone, you can finally save drafts, which is great. And then they did an update, and this is about shorts primarily, but also regular videos about creator music and how we can use music in our videos on YouTube. Can you kind of break that down for us? Yeah, absolutely. So the music option has always been problematic on YouTube, especially because you would get copyright strikes or at some point you would at least get the monetization redirected to the actual owner or copyright holder of that music. What well, kind of puts you in a sour taste in your mouth, if you will, and the more integration that we have with vertical video content, you're leveraging trends, you're leveraging trending songs, even dances, that goes with a specific song. Well, YouTube still hadn't changed things when shorts rolled out, but now you have the ability to either pick a song and you pay a small fee, what that amount will be. I don't know if it'll be based on a certain range of the song or just like if they're letting them set the amounts, you can do that or you can use it for free and then it kind of be coupled into a monetization hit a little bit there. Yeah, so it's almost like a little bit of a gamble. Like if you feel like, okay, I need this song or this needs music, but I think I'm going to get 10 million views on this and I don't want to share the, the ad revenue. So I'll pay a smaller fee up front. So it'll be interesting mm -hmm. to see how we can navigate that as marketers and creators as we go. Yeah. By the way, if your bucket list includes going to social media marketing world, you've never been the 10th social media marketing world is coming up and it is a great place to fully immerse yourself in everything and everyone you need to know to level up your social marketing. And if you know anything about identity, I'm a huge psychology geek. When you surround yourself of other people that are just killing it and doing great, you are going to rise to the occasion and become one of those people too. So right now, instead of guessing, fast track your success for 2023, grab your ticket today for social media marketing world. You can go to social media marketing dot world, social media marketing dot world. So other updates inside of YouTube, as we are discussing on the show this week, uh, some new vertical video ads features, because shorts are obviously the new segment where they're trying to monetize as much as they can on YouTube, they're making it a little easier for marketers to get ads on there without having to necessarily reinvent the wheel or recreate everything from scratch. 
Yeah. So what's happening with the whole redistribution of the ad essentially is to be able to give you a couple ways that you can reshare that. So we know the 16 by 9 or what's like the 1920 by 1080p is going to give you your regular horizontal video. Well, if you already have that, then you will be able to reformat that in a couple different ways. They're talking about square and then obviously the full 9 by 16 that takes you about the size of your phone or at least that orientation so that you can now not have to worry about it and it's native to the platform and the way that people are consuming on their phone, especially when it comes to shorts. It'll be really interesting from an AI standpoint because they're talking about how we'll take your landscape video or your widescreen video and we'll reformat it into all of these different things. I refer to myself as a recovering perfectionist. So <laughs> I'm like, there's no way AI is going to get this right. I fully believe they can recognize faces and everything like that. It is a simplification for people where you can go in and just upload some images and text and they'll make it into something or taking your already existing ad or video and turn it into something more. So yeah, that'll be cool to see. I mean, one of the aspects that I've been thinking about with this is that potentially if they take an approach like an Adobe Premiere Pro, which is a video editing software, they're able to still take AI and follow the main person. So let's say if a marketer is going to social media examiner, they're going to the social media marketing world. If they're going to be on stage or walking around or whatever, what AI is usually able to do is reframe and follow the main subject. So I wonder with all of those wonderful Google dollars, if they will get something like this so you don't have to worry about half your face being in the video or something like that. Yeah. And in this ad space as well, another thing that they're making a little bit simpler for marketers to get the word out and get their videos out there more. And this is very much still in testing, but they're calling it a promotions tab within the content tab. Explain exactly what this is. Yeah. So most of the time when you're getting ready to run ads on YouTube, even with an existing video that you're doing, you would have to go into the Google Ads Manager and go that route. So it's taking you away from the YouTube Studio platform. Well, now they're supposed to be introducing this. It's in the beta. We should see this roll out, hopefully over the next 30, 60, maybe even 90 days if it stretches longer, where you go to the content tab where you would see your regular videos, shorts, lives, and the like. But you can now be able to promote a video that way, which hopefully it's as simple as like we were talking about off screen where you have that boost button like with Facebook or even with Instagram now, where you can start promoting things a bit easier so you don't have to lead a platform. Yeah, and that was the thing that excited me because I came from Facebook and Instagram background at an agency, and then I got into YouTube and tried to learn Google Ads earlier this year and quickly went, all right, I'm going to outsource this. This is not something I have the yeah. time or energy okay. to get into. Right. But if somebody wanted to just get their video in front of more people, so I'll be watching for that. I think that will be interesting to see. Yeah. I am a little curious where, you know, we've heard that if you all of a sudden spend money on YouTube, then your organic reach goes down. And I think there's a lot of confirmation bias at play there too, where it's like, if you believe that, you're going to find it in your channels too. So Yeah, it's interesting because Facebook was never like a search engine platform. Instagram's right. not been a search engine platform. And eventually when it switched from organic to paid ads, now you're moving into a territory where it makes sense to get your stuff in front of the right people. Whereas with YouTube, you're either interested in the topic or you're searching for answers or something or even Google playing into giving you those results. Whereas now it's like, if I'm paying for an ad, does that mean I will actually for sure get in front of this audience? Is search going to still work? And how is that going to be kind of redirecting attention? It's a very interesting slope. I put it that way. 
Yes. Yeah. There's definitely lots of uh, testing to be done there. And another update from YouTube is uh, all about the way that they're updating the YouTube partner program, which if for anyone who's not familiar, this is once you hit a certain threshold on YouTube, they'll share some of the ad revenue with you and they're going to show ads on your videos, whether you're in it or not. So it's kind of one of those things like, well, (laughs) if I'm there, I might as well. So tell us about some of these updates. Yes. So traditionally, if you wanted to get into the YouTube partner program, you need to have a thousand subscribers. You can't pay for them. You have to have a thousand verified subscribers. (laughs) And then you have to have at least 4,000 hours of watch time. Doesn't matter if that was coming from live videos or recorded videos, but you needed to have that. Now with this new reintroduction of shorts and then more of a heavy focus on it, they have allowed you to get monetized still with a thousand subscribers, but you would need 10 million views when it comes to the shorts content. Which makes things very interesting. It's one or the other. It's not a mix and match or it's like, well, have 2000 hours of watch time. Can I get the rest through shorts? They've made no alluding data around if they're going to allow that at all. So right now I'm saying the answer is no. However, 10 million is quite a big pill for a lot of people to swallow. Yeah, it sounds massive. Yeah. So I was running some numbers on this and I did a video around this on the channel just to kind of break this down. So it's a bit more digestible because it's a knee jerker for sure. So let's put this in a realistic perspective with one short across 90 days, which is what you would need that 10 million views in for shorts content. That's about roughly 111,000 views per video. And that's only if you're doing one stellar short per day over this 90 day span. Mm. If you take that to at least three shorts per day, takes you now to 270 videos, but each one of those videos would need roughly 37,000 views per video. Then if you just go for the bee's knees, Hall of Fame, five videos per day, still 450 videos is quite a lot, but it's roughly 23,000 views per video, which that I think for a lot of marketers, if you're especially just getting more and more acclimated to vertical videos, that can be a better route. And let's say maybe you have a couple that really take off then you kind of minimizing things, but just to kind of put that 10 million into perspective. Yeah, that's the big difference, I think, between what it was with, you know, the other half, as you referred to it, the 4,000 watch hours, is the search videos last for years. I just Mm. looked into my most watched video this month came out in March of 2020. And so, and obviously they go up and down, but like our shorts going to last that long because otherwise you would have to create a a large volume of content, it feels like, or just go really viral. (laughs) It depends on how they want to play that. Shorts do, to some extent, come up in search. For example, like a recent camera came out this past week. And if you're searching for that, you get shorts content and you get regular YouTube videos. The difference is now, like you said, yeah, what's the longevity of that? As everybody keeps fighting to keep up with TikTok, how is that going to change over time? So, I mean, as long as you get it past the 90-day threshold, I guess that's the main focal point. But I think for a lot of creators, 450 videos is a lot in 90 days to hope that you hit it. And I hate for you to get super close, like like 900,000 and you you get close to a million and it's still not enough. Yeah. It's terrible. We'll just all make a a single video that reaches 10 million. It goes right. Yeah, we'll be fine. It'll be super viral. (laughs) We're talking about these important YouTube updates and any one of these could be the thing that makes a massive difference for you or your clients in the coming years. Diana Gladney is sharing and, and speaking of search, they've added these, you know, more and more to the search insights on YouTube channels, which is fantastic. And they've added a few more ways for us to learn more about our audience and what they're searching for. What are these updates? 
Yeah, so it's a couple new topics. So the first one is watch interest. Then you have watch activity and then personalized insights. This becomes important to marketers because so much of what you've had to focus on with your target audience is really getting obsessive about who they are, what their wants, likes, dislikes are, where they're struggling, and consistently keeping up with that quarter by quarter. So your promotions and everything is accurate and what, what you're putting out, all of those things are attracted to that. But with these updates in YouTube, this allows us to reframe how we're looking at our audience with honestly taking that good old Google data and being able to put it to work for us without us needing to do so much of the heavy lifting. So if you're getting reports every 30, 60, 90 days, whatever it is, at least you now are able to see from your actual audience that you have aggregated on your channel, whether that's from shorts or whether that's from regular videos, you now can get those, what they're actually watching and how they're actually responding to content. And I think that's super smart. Are you refusing to use the phrase VODs or are you just saying regular videos for, for understanding? I'm refusing VODs <laughs> because it's just weird. It's <laughs> yeah. It sounds awkward. VODs video on demand. It's long. Well, and I saw this week too, they're now calling vertical videos that are not shorts VVODs. Yeah. I don't know if that one's going to make it across the boardroom table again, but. <laughs> no, no, I don't know. We'll see. So on that note though, I'm intrigued by this because you can go in and you can learn about other things that your audience is interested in. Mm -hmm. And this is some of that backend algorithm data that we don't necessarily have access to, certainly not right there in YouTube studio. And so, you know, these, these algorithms on any platform know that our people like a certain type of coffee and they buy these things and they shop at these stores. And so I think there's a great opportunity for marketers to learn more about their audience, which could shift the content or it could even shift the values that you weave into your videos and different things like that, where you find out that your audience is, you know, all in on a certain thing and, and you have the same values. That's an incredible connection point. Yeah. Especially when you combine that with some of the other analytics that we have in YouTube around other channels that your subscribers are subscribed to other videos that they've watched in a 28, 90 day period, six months, it doesn't matter. All of that stuff helps you to give, you have a better and a clearer picture of who your people are and how their interests are shifting on a month by month basis, which is extremely helpful when you're creating regular video content. And I know that the feed or the post feature on YouTube is obviously not used as much as some of these other ones. I don't know the data, but that's the sense I get. But it can be really powerful. And I've heard that actually from quite a few creators and marketers. And now we're getting additional insights into how the posts are doing as well. Yes. So on mobile, which we've had some data already on desktop, but on mobile, you can now go through your phone see specifically from whether it's a photo, whether it was a poll, now you're actually having access to image-based polls, all of these different segment variations of content that you can put on your community tab, which you have access to if you have 500 subscribers that they've lowered that threshold down. So you can now see what are my people responding to that we're putting out and how are they able to engage with this content better? Like do they want visual versus written polls? Are the long posts dead? And we should just do carousels and stuff like that. But so you have that stuff on your phone now, which I think makes it easier to create content on the fly and make changes on the fly too. Well, and especially for people like me, looking at the analytics sometimes is, becomes the last priority. But if I can look at it on my phone while I'm in line somewhere, then maybe, maybe I'll be more likely to do that. So yeah. And then live streams have gotten an important update. Going live on YouTube from your phone has worked well for quite a while. Going live on YouTube from your computer has worked well for a while. But trying to use both tools on the same live because you've got, you know, a team member 
doing moderation or anything like that has kind of been a mess. So what is this new update that's going to help us out for those of us that use it this way? Yeah, absolutely. So if you're just going straight through the what they call the live control room within the YouTube studio, so it gives you access to your cameras, your audio, things like that. It's been kind of a struggle since they left Google Hangouts for you to be able to manage things. So right now the updates include schedule and manage and edit your live streams in that live control room, moderate the live chats, which is extremely helpful, especially when you get some bad actors in the comment section, and then use the live chat features like polls and pin products already there when you're doing the live stream on mobile, which is super helpful because you'll notice as you're having conversations, maybe you're doing something like this. If you're already on mobile, you can go ahead and throw a poll in, get some quick data and gain more traction and stuff. And that does send signals of engagement, more engagement to YouTube. All this stuff is extremely powerful. And now it's literally in our pockets, which is extremely helpful. And amazing. I sometimes have to remind myself when, when tech's not working, I'm like, look how far we've come. This is amazing. Right. And, uh, and an important update for video thumbnails on YouTube for a very specific type of video, which is, I think, important for marketers to know as well. What are they changing here? So the black bars when it comes to your vertical videos on demand or the shorts <laughs> that you're putting, <laughs> you now are getting rid of those black bars on the side, which, again, that 1350 by 1080 aspect ratio that I would always call them tall that you would see on Instagram most commonly, it fits and it's more native to your actual viewing experience. It doesn't feel like, oh, this is just, you know, second rate piece of content that you're posting because it has the black bars. I think that's a mindset shift that they're having to navigate in addition to this. So these kind of updates, while they may seem small, it makes a big difference. So if you're posting your vertical videos, your shorts essentially, these now will go from having the ugly black bars on the side to kind of make it stand out to just being more native and one successive feed as you're scrolling, which makes sense. It definitely makes the user experience better. And so if we are uploading not shorts, but vertical videos as a regular video on YouTube, then you're saying we should make the thumbnail an actual that that four by five or that 1080 by 1380. Yeah, at least the main content and your text, because what I've been noticing just with content that I normally consume on YouTube, a couple of things have happened in the shorts experience. You go to the button, you're watching, and you're just watching random people or stuff that they think you're interested in. You pause that video. Now you have a little translucent subscriptions button that pops up, and that takes you over to your people. Now, if you're staying within the shorts realm, even if it's longer than like some, I'm seeing a minute, minute 30 videos coming out, that are like it's vertical videos, but they're longer, which is weird, but it's now more intuitive even of those kinds of videos, which in my opinion makes sense on mobile. And I don't mind watching those as much versus when you see the black bars, I don't want to still have to contend with still not seeing it fully out on the, the screen. It just makes more sense. It makes so much more sense. Yeah. Agreed. All right. Hey, reminder to get your tickets for social media marketing world. You can get your ticket now at socialmediamarketing.world. Diana, where can we learn more about you? Well, you can always come on over to YouTube and search me up at dianagladney.com or youtube.com forward slash dianagladney, but at dianagladney everywhere except for Twitter where I messed it up. So it's at dianagladney with the number two. Okay. <laughs> and if you want to add a podcast to your listening lineup, we have two for you to check out. One, the social media marketing podcast and also the crypto business podcast. Until next time, may you be wise with your marketing decisions. Thank you, Diana. My pleasure. And thank you, everyone. Have a great day. 
The Social Media Marketing Talk Show is a Social Media Examiner production. For more social media insight, visit socialmediaexaminer.com. Hey, just a quick reminder, join the Social Media Marketing Society today and level up your marketing for your company or your clients. Visit smmarketingsociety.com to find out more.